Ryan Bershinger, co-host with Will Benson of the legendary Swing Shift podcast. It's time for Dodger Baseball. Well, Thanksgiving is almost here, and hopefully the Dodgers will give us something new to be thankful for. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swing Shift RNB. Uh, we are finally emerging from our, our post-playoff, post-World Series uh, darkness and detox from the season. Uh, we haven't recorded yeah, in I mean, like a month, I think, because the World Series finished about three months ago. Oh, there was a World Series? Um, there, It was played. Um, I thought they just canceled it. I mean, yeah. You, you, if you, if you, if you I, ask people, yo, like, really though, I can't believe that the team that won eighty games played like a team that won eighty games in the World Series. That's crazy. <laughs> Definitely something we should put all of the stock in, though, is who wins the World Series at the end of the season. Uh, I, I, for a second, I, I legit forgot that the Diamondbacks were in the World Series. <laughs> They I was just they thinking about there. the fact that the Rangers won it. Yeah, and I completely forgot that their their opponent was the Arizona Diamondbacks, clearly the best team in the National League. Yeah, in the easily twenty twenty three. Yep, that's well. I mean, that is what the record states. I mean, they played in the World Series, so yeah. that's what that's what it is. You can't ignore results. I mean, and look, all you got to do is check the tape because the Rangers, we knew they were going to be there all season. So, <laughs> just go back. <laughs> uh. Um, we're going to dive into the, the beginning of free agency here and a good way to transition out of that was with the Rangers into free agency is apparently everybody is just going to go to the Rangers now because Max Scherzer himself (laughs) said, Hey, forget about money. It's all about winning, right? That Shohei Otani come to the angels because you should be prioritizing winning over money. Which is a hilarious statement to be made by Max Scherzer. By, by, yeah, by Max Scherzer of all people. <laughs> How, what were his World Series stats? Uh, bad. Yeah, bad. crazy. <laughs> he, he pitched I, I, an inning and a third. Was yeah. it? It was something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Any, also, anybody not named Corey Seager and like maybe maybe Marcus Semyon, like everybody else on that team should just hitch a ride on Corey Seager and just follow his lead <laughs> because yeah. That's the only guy worth a damn. And I don't even I like I'm happy for Corey. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. I, I good for him. It's a bummer that he's going to go into the Hall of Fame with a Rangers cap yep. on, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, good for him, but yeah, Max Scherzer doing a media tour is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, Adolis Garcia also yeah, like yeah, half there you of go. It, and then but that's hurt, the thing; he so, got hurt, so yeah. I totally forgot he existed. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Max Scherzer, who who broke the record for highest average annual value, saying, "Hey, man, it's all about winning." Okay, <laughs> don't chase that money uh, because, after all, Shohei Otani uh, probably gonna get a discount, right? Yeah, like this is no, he he's gonna barely scratch that nine figures. Yeah, like, he's got a he's he well he hasn't won with the Angels, so like why would you pay him money like he's a winner? <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Max. Thanks for thanks for setting the record straight, and thanks for really uh, <laughs> uh, uh telling us exactly yeah. how the Otani sweepstakes will go down. We're gonna get to Otani, but I think to set the stage for where the Dodgers are at going into free agency as things are, are first opening up. Um, Aaron Nola signed rather quickly, um, and he re-signed with the Phillies and because he wanted to go back to Philly, but they also gave him a, a decent 
contract, seven years, hundred what, hundred seventy two, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and reportedly, the Dodgers were actually kind of close to that number, um, in the one sixty two, one sixty five range. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised even if that was for six years instead of seven. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I saw the official. I I think number. the way like my takeaway from it is that like it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you take this, then we'll happily have you. But they weren't really. I don't think they were really serious about signing Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. But I do think they are serious about spending money because that. Yeah, they got pretty close to the number he actually got. So it's good. Uh, it makes me think that they are going to spend money. So uh, I like that. Yeah. And I think that is a significant takeaway here. Um, they were throwing money at starting pitching, yeah, to to right off the bat in the off season, and that's uh, that is a different uh, tone in terms of the the start of free agency because we're very used to the Dodgers really taking their time mm-hmm. in in the off season and kind of letting some parts of the market play out. Uh, being strongly in on the right guys, on specific guys that they want. This is a move where Aaron Nola just finished his 30, age 30 season, and it's his worst season since like his second yeah, year. Yeah, he was not very good. Yeah, he, take a, he took a good step back this mm-hmm. past season. Um, like I mean, granted, and this is a, a theme that we talked about all season, like pitching numbers were up across the board, but Aaron Nola's ERA went up over... Over a run higher, yeah. it went from three twenty five to four forty six. His FIP went from two and a half to four. So uh, Nola, I I like Aaron Nola as a pitcher, but he didn't have a very strong no. season. And, and you're getting him at the the back half of his thirties. Yeah. Um. So I I think that signing Nola would have been nice in terms of an immediate need and filling out the starting rotation with a legitimate starter. But at the same time. Um, I think that there are plenty of better guys that you could get for the rotation. And so I think that this is a good thing. This is a good thing to hear that the Dodgers were aggressive with starting pitching right off the bat because there is a lot of starting pitching yeah. that's available, both free agency and in the trade market, that we're, that we're going to take a look at today. So um, good to see. And and this is this is what we want to see. You don't want to see. You don't want to look at this and read it as like, oh, the Dodgers were trying to sign Aaron Nola. You should look at it more as the Dodgers were being aggressive with starting pitching, as they said they were going to be, and uh, and and hopefully that means some bigger names coming in. Um, we'll get to some of these names, but I think first I want to address uh, things that are going on more directly with the team. For example, in terms of starting pitching, Clayton Kershaw, who technically is not a member of the Dodgers right now, uh, but it was announced that he did have surgery pretty quickly after the offseason, which, you know, shocking that that yeah. man was hurt. Um, Unbelievable. <laughs> and so he's he's aiming to try to get back sometime in the middle of the season next year. And um, on one hand, you kind of look at it and like say, like, OK, he he didn't like come out and say that he's done. And it's kind of surprising to me that yeah, he didn't. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't mean that's off the table. That, that could absolutely end up happening, especially if for whatever reason he has some setback in his recovery. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think I think this is <laughs> it's good for the Dodgers in the sense of, for one, it makes it even easier to bring him back on not even maybe a two-year deal uh, for very little money um, as just a legacy contract as as a way for him to retire as a Dodger. Maybe it's just a one-year deal so he can pitch that second half of the season. Secondly, it's also important where the Dodgers 
can start off the offseason not factoring him into their plans whatsoever. Yeah. And, and I think that's very important uh, it, for the way that the Dodgers are viewing their pitching staff at the moment uh, because you take Kershaw out of the equation right now. Um, you you are getting Walker Bueller back. Uh, but again, like he is he is recovering. And, yeah. And hopefully he's I mean. All- the yeah. ro- the rotation right now is what Walker Bueller and Bobby Miller. It's all it's all young guys. Yeah, yeah, it's those it's two right now. And Pepio, I guess, who didn't right. <laughs> who didn't <pay laughs> the playoff. playoff participant. I, my uh. it, the thing with Kershaw is like the June July return, whichever one it is. Like, wh- why bother? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna miss half the season. You are old. Like I don't know. I I don't think he's going to. I I think as he gets closer, it's kind of just gonna be like. Do you really want to go through like the ramp up and all that stuff on a repaired shoulder mm. and then come back for half a season and who knows what happens like hurt yourself again? It's just such a weird thing. So I don't know. I the Dodgers are going to always leave the door open for him, but right. I think at that point too it's like do you reintroduce Clayton Kershaw to your rotation like you who knows. It's just a it's such a weird variable and it's really a it's a bummer. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back just because that's not the way he wants his career to end. But yeah. also, like, man, just to go through it all and then have something happen, I would just be way too bummed out to imagine that. So, sure. such I, an odd scenario for him. I think that's the main thing, though. I think that him doing this is all about ending his career on a positive note, yeah. or at least a more positive note than the way it it might be ending. <laughs> um, uh, but but also, the, I think that. Have him make one start against the Giants, uh, where he gives up like one run, yeah. and then retire immediately afterwards. This is this is this is the homecoming night theory that, yeah. I, that I introduced last time. Just uh, just just find the right spot for him to pitch one game. Uh, it'll be a cupcake game where he can pitch really well, and then and then ride off into the sunset. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. But if if we're looking at it as more of an actual like competitive possibility, um, because again, like Kershaw, when he was fully healthy last season, was still very good. The vintage Kershaw is never going to happen again, but he did put up very strong starts last season, and he, you know, is coming off of starting the All Star game the year before that. Sure, it was a little bit of uh, of, a, of a legacy game, but also like he very much was deserving. Yeah. Um, I I think that by pushing back his return that far into the season, it, let's I, I'll I'll twist this in a positive way. Um, then aren't you in essence getting mid-season form of a late Kershaw <laughs> in the postseason, right? Like, aren't, mean, aren't you getting... Because because he he has to take, like, every July and August off anyway. So now if you start his March in July, then you're getting his June in September. Yeah. So, in October. So, like, I, I think that actually pushing back his window of what his season is is the best thing for him in his career right now. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Would, I mean, you tried. I, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that June is that like is June like he'll be cleared to pitch in baseball games, or is that like that's when he's expected to begin recovery? Because that informs a lot too. Like, it's just a weird situation, and I was I was surprised that he didn't just retire. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. he does not seem like the kind that wants the whole retirement tour and all that stuff. So who knows? Just a very strange situation. I think that if uh, if if his season ended better, I think he absolutely would yeah, have. Yeah, it's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all 
pointless. He's just going to retire as a ranger anyway. So <laughs> fucking pointless. <laughs> Never um, play for them, but retire as a ranger. <laughs> Go into the Hall of Fame with a ranger's hat on. It's uh, uh, literally Jacob deGrom. Uh, so, like, <laughs> um, uh, the the Rangers are gonna have a rotation of Degrom, Scherzer, and and Kershaw it, into the postseason. That's so and funny. None of them are actually like ever going you're to gonna pitch. look back at the Rangers winning the World Series and see they had Degrom and Scherzer and be like, oh yeah, no wonder they won the World Series. <laughs> uh, um, but talking about guys that the Dodgers have been able to actually lock up for next season. So Max Muncy's status was a little bit yep. up in the air coming into the into the season because he had that option. Um. And it was a rather appealing one year remaining on a contract where if you're looking at moving a, a, an infielder who's got a bat to a team that's that's looking for something and could, you know, could give you st- solid starting pitching in return, Muncy was definitely an option there. But um, the Dodgers right away gave him a nice little two-year extension, $24 million, with another a club option then for a third, um, which is an incredibly team-friendly deal. Like that is that's an absolute bargain. Yeah. For for somebody who's who's who will give you thirty home runs, hundred RBIs, like sure, yes, you you want to talk about his low batting average, you can. He still gets on base at a very yeah. solid clip, and he, you know, I, he's. I mean, Kyle Schwarber does the same thing for the Phillies, and he absolutely <laughs> brings value to that yeah. team. Um, and and like Muncy's also a rather underrated defensive infielder, and and the fact that he's had to move to these multiple positions throughout the last couple of years everywhere and uh being a guy who you wouldn't typically view as like that sort of athlete where you're putting it at different positions uh, he's he's done a tremendous job and he he said himself like he he knows he took less money to come back to the mm-hmm. dodgers he wanted to come back uh chris taylor kind of did the same thing a, cu- a couple years ago and now obviously he's being overpaid but hey we, we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we, is gonna be painful for both of them when they get shipped off to st louis or something yeah yeah, yeah. um but i mean i think max you kind of can put into that same category as chris taylor where like watching these guys who toiled in the minors for a very long time and then getting an opportunity with the Dodgers it's what happened with Justin Turner yeah um and then they blossom into not only everyday players but all-stars and uh watching them kind of these are like the figureheads of of you know legacy Dodgers right now pretty much right like they're kind of these are the longest tenured guys we have on offense really um except for Austin Barnes but you uh. know <laughs> bench coach Austin Barnes uh, um and uh and if if Kershaw doesn't come back you're you're looking at these guys as like the 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 longest tenured uh, uh guys in the Dodger clubhouse uh, yeah. so i think that i i love Max Muncy i'm glad that he's back i i you know i definitely toyed with the idea of moving him in, in the last podcast and that was me you know trying to put my heart aside and just thinking I mean, strictly I, logically. I still think he's very tradable. He absolutely is. Um, I, I think that bec- there might be something with the contract where, like, when guys sign contracts like these, I think it, you know, I, I don't think he could be moved until, like, closer to the yeah, deadline. Yeah, probably. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely very happy to have him back. Uh, it does shore up that infield because it gives you that versatility. But at the same time, it also kind of doesn't because it puts them in, in still a weird position where Michael Bush was just named the number one prospect in the Dodger system by Baseball America um, 
and Bush and Muncie are kind of redundant players um, <laughs> where they are first basemen who are being asked to play other positions yeah. where they're, and they're I, power hitting left-handed bats. I mean, Bush hits for better average than Muncie does, absolutely, but you know, Max brings more power, uh, but also Max's glove is better. So we're in this sort of weird situation here with Michael Bush where uh, obviously he's not going to supplant Freddie Freeman at first. No. Um, so... Does he play second base? Do you put Muncie at third? Do you try Gavin at shortstop? Do you then roll out a, an infield of all left-handed bats every day? Um, I think uh, I think baseball views Michael Bush as a first baseman. Yeah. Um, which, given the Dodgers' need for starting pitching, I would not be too comfortable with the idea of Michael Bush being a Los Angeles Dodger much longer. I I agree. I think that with the with the amount of uh, they've they've clearly tried him everywhere in the field and it just hasn't stuck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I that's nice that Bush is the number one prospect in the system because that'll make it <laughs> easier to trade right. him and not have to give up too much else. But yeah, that's just one of those things. Um. If like you said, if Freddie wasn't a Dodger, then I think it is much easier to mm-hmm. bring him up. But yeah. he is, and so. Uh, yeah, because it's at the point with Bush where you either have to play him or trade him because there's he's not right. doing anything in AAA and he's not a quad A player like he's no. a major league player. Yeah, so that's you got to figure that out. Uh, and it's not that we like want to trade Michael Bush. No, like I I, I think he'd be a great everyday player for the Dodgers. I, I would uh, I would rather have Michael Bush than uh, Freddie Freeman long term, but that's just me. Um, I mean, I I would still go Freddie for the next for like yeah three. the next few years for yeah. sure, but. Um, uh, Michael Bush came up in the Dodger system and likes to be a Dodger. And Freddie Freeman's a mercenary who <laughs> cries all the time. Uh, Freddie Freeman crying got right third now. in the National League MVP. Right that was now. so stupid. Like, why? <laughs> why even bother? I know. And once again, did you notice that they posted the 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 finalists in the order they finished the voting in? So like, <laughs> they did not need to do that whole thing where they revealed it over the week. Like, idiots, man. This was um. It was pointed out that uh, 99% of first place award votes for the MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year went to the winner. Yeah. Like, only only Kodai Senga was the only non-winner of, of any of those awards. To, to get, get a first place to vote? To get first place vote. That's he got nice. two. That's good. Um, yeah. So everything else was unanimous. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what that says in terms of like they were all super. De- I mean, they were all very deserving, absolutely. Yeah, no, and, but, nobody got hosed. I, I mean, yeah. I Dave Roberts not being manager of the year is really stupid. The yeah, year he, the one year he finally should have actually won it. Um, but yeah, everything else I don't really have an issue with it. Like Mookie tailed off, and I I really do think that series against the Braves kind of shifted the MVP race back in Acuna's favor. But yeah, um. Yeah. And it was the, the and, last month as a whole. Yeah, as well. and Mookie tailed off entirely. Like, I don't think Mookie got to 40 home runs. I think he sat on 39. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking God. <laughs> um, but yeah, when when it comes to Bush, like he 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 becomes a very strong trade piece to the point where like it's not just he's the centerpiece of a deal that brings you multiple. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um because I think that there's a there's a handful of starters out there that you can get for a, just a you know two or three of the Dodgers top ten will will very easily get a handful of these starters. Yeah. So, um, 
but let's let's before we before we dive into what we do believe about the off season, uh, the off season. Let's just update the Otani sweepstakes because we have to. The latest on Shohei Otani is that there's no updates on Shohei Otani. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's and you saw that thing where it's like Otani isn't going to tell anybody what he does. So if anybody leaks it, like they're gonna get penalized for it. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> like there's gonna be fake reports about Shohei Otani. Uh, like there should be counterintelligence actually like F- Friedman should definitely be planting stories about the Giants meeting with Shohei. <laughs> uh yeah, that's that that feels great because of the fact that agents absolutely will use the name of the Dodgers for leverage yeah. in any in in so in many anything, different yes. uh, uh free agent negotiations. Uh so yeah, if I don't think that's going to actually happen, but it, you know, it's it's nice to know that if if somebody just kind of mentions the Dodgers' name with with Otani, which they will, yeah, I mean, it, it's, they yeah. have already. Um, uh, hopefully that doesn't <laughs> scare them off. That's good. No, uh, it, it's 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 such a weird thing. Like Otani, like, and I think we've said this entire time. Like, there's not going to be a whole drawn out process. I think for Shohei Otani. Yeah. Like it's just gonna, we're gonna wake up one morning and it's gonna be like, yeah, uh, Otani signed with X team for X amount, for X years, mm-hmm. and like that's just how it's gonna be. Like I don't think there's gonna be like these drawn out meetings. He's not going to like do a LeBron and be like, I'm taking my talents up to five. <laughs> like this is not how it's gonna be. How how did the decision like the, you can't do that now because of the way insiders work? Like, like yeah, LeBron no. wouldn't have been able to do that now. Like, no, you would, Shams would have like leaked Sham, it. Shams out. would have tweeted. I remember it was Stephen A went on uh, first take that morning and was like, "Don't discount the Miami Heat. They are really a contender <laughs> to get LeBron James." And everyone at that point, I think, was like, "He's going to the Bulls," uh-huh. which, like, as we know now, like the Bulls almost did. Like the Bulls almost did exactly what the Heat did. Uh-huh. Like they almost signed Wade. They almost signed Bosh to get LeBron to sign there. Uh, and then, yeah, like it, I think Stephen A like tweeted it out, but then it was like, yeah, the decision happened to confirm it. <laughs> and then, yeah, like five years later, whatever it was, he like told Sports Illustrated that he was signing back with the Cavs. So like total different, like it's totally different now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. When I when um when LeBron announced he was going to the Heat, I was at Hershey Park in Pennsylvania <laughs> and um I'm with my family and this guy in a Knicks jersey is walking around the park and he's on his phone and he's just so distraught and he just walks up to my dad and he goes you hear about lebron and my dad's like what <laughs> he goes he's going to the heat yeah come on <laughs> this new yorker storms off <laughs> just, just mad he's in the middle of hershey pennsylvania oh, trying to man. figure out when lebron's yeah. coming and let's go dude no no not coming to the Knicks. yeah um but what's funny is like and you know he who must not be named but i mean that's kind of what like trevor bauer tried to do right he kind of did yeah tried to do his he own, had the, the whole thing yeah he did his, of course his, he did but like, and then he had the video and yeah mets fans were so excited because he <laughs> they leaked the hat with the mets colors on it or whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and then it was bob nightingale who confirmed it right or or did bob nightingale say he was going to the mets i think nightingale said it was the mets yes that's if i right. remember correctly Heyman was it the was first Heyman. one to say that bauer was going to the dodgers yeah yeah. Um, wow, what a what a time! So glad to remember that. <laughs> oh goodness, who do you think's gonna break the Otani news? Um, Ben Berlander. <laughs> 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 it's gonna 
be so crazy. Like they're all going to get it at the same time. Yeah. But I guess it depends on who ultimately signs him. Cause like, I, I'm trying to think of who would be the funniest to do it. And uh, it's, it's Nightingale for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe Hector Gomez. Hey, don't, don't play <laughs> with Hector. Don't play. Uh, don't even Hector. We are fans of yours. Do not come for us. Um, but yeah, in terms of Otani, that's the news is every single insider who uh, is a professional working in this industry keeps saying the Dodgers are the clear and heavy favorites. Yeah. Um, which so, actually makes me feel good about it. Yeah. Like I'm not nearly as stressed about it as I am as as, as I would be. Um, because I just I I it just feels like it's gonna happen. Yeah. I think that if if he didn't hurt his arm, if he was still a two way player right now, I'd be way more stressed out. Because I think everybody would then be in on the number that he's looking for. Yeah, but I still think the Dodgers would be in regardless. Absolutely, they would be. Like, they would I, and I still think they would. I think they would still spend more than everybody else for Shohei Otani. Yeah. I think that Friedman like has lusted after Otani openly. And the one thing I was telling in front of the show, Blake Williams, uh, the one thing that sticks in my mind about Otani is just the way he gushed over Freeman and Mookie at the All Star Weekend. Yeah. Um. And the only thing where he's like, people think that Otani knows where he wants to go. They just got to get close to that number. Like, I just, when the entire industry says Dodgers, like, they know something. Mm -hmm. Like, JP, I've said it a million times, but JP Morosi would come on every Sunday and say the Dodgers were probably the favorite for Shohei Otani. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's one of those things where it's like just waiting for it to happen, but also like... There's a lot. They again. There's a lot they got to do, and ultimately, Otani could just not choose the Dodgers again, and then you're back to square one. <laughs> well, I, I do think it's. I I am less. Uh, I believe my pre pre Otani picks were Dodgers, Giants, Mariners, but I think it's uh, Dodgers and Cubs at this point. Uh-huh. But the Cubs also don't spend money. I don't know where the Cubs came from. Like Ricketts is still owns that team. Right. So right. It's very weird. Otani's whole thing is very weird. Yeah. Um, and as an update to that, too, yes, the Mariners basically said they're not in the running. Yeah. They said, we, we sorry, we uh, uh, too steep for us. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry DePoto said they only want to be competitive 57% of the time. <laughs> so, God damn it, we're sticking to that 57%. Yeah. Um, also, I, shout, I really do want Otani, mostly not because he's just the best baseball player ever and just such a cool guy. Mm. I love to see all the media get mad because he canceled the press conference after he won the MVP unanimously. <laughs> like, I saw, like, Ken Rosenthal was pissed off about it, and I'm like, you you know how mad you got to be to make Santa's elves angry around Christmas time? Like, what's going on? That's awesome, Shohei. Thank you. Uh, I love the um when MLB Network announced the 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 winners. You have Otani when for his MVP, he was just just sitting with, his, with dog. his dog. Yeah. Um, for for the Cy Young, um, they had you know Logan Webb's like in his backyard. Uh, you know Zach Gallon's on a tractor somewhere or whatever. And <laughs> Blake Snell was streaming Call of Duty. <laughs> Blake Snell is sitting with twenty five of his family and friends in his living room, and I'm like, who do you? Who do you think won this? Yeah. <laughs> do, you right. guys, do you guys think they have any idea? Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm surprised Blake Snell's name has not come up more often in free agency talks. It's I'm, it's interesting. I like think, Aaron Nola being the first to sign is so weird. Yeah, not weird, but like it's weird. Yeah, and yeah. I know like it's because 
There's they baseball really has to find a way to market their offseason the same way the NFL and the NBA have. Mm. Like they really have to find some way to do it. I don't know what it is. Like, do you make it so that you can only sign like contracts higher than 10 years within you know the first month and a half of free agency opening like is that how you do it i don't know yeah i have no I, idea. I don't know but like they just baseball misses out on so much by having this like just slow burn free agency process yeah or it, do your gm me- like do your winter meetings like you know before december do them <laughs> right right do your winter do your winter meetings the week of thanksgiving or the week after thanksgiving or something like that make that the official opening bell of free agency i don't it's weird because yeah, free agency opens what the day after the World Series ends, like pretty much. But then like, you have these like benchmarks with like forty man and like yeah. arbitration and, yeah, and all this. It's it's just it's it's weird. I yeah. like Shohei Otani being a free agent is such a massive deal, and it's just uh-huh. because of the way he is and the way baseball operates, like it's just gonna happen one day, and there's like that's just gonna be it. Right. Like there is no like lead up to like where is Otani gonna sign? Like you can't do that. Like just a weird sport. Weird sport all around. And yeah, like Aaron Nola being the first guy to sign, and you have the reigning Cy Young winner out there available to sign. Yeah. Like, that's just odd. It It is, but I think that with Nola, like, for example, I, he feels like the right person to start because he's he's somebody who probably wants to set the yeah, market. Yeah, and I don't think he was ever leaving Philly, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I think as long as they got close to what other teams were offering, yeah, that they were not... They weren't gonna. It is kind of interesting though, like to look at his stats, and we kind of rightfully conclude that he's not been that good. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like the Braves and the Dodgers were highly competitive after him. So it's like, do they yeah. see something that nobody else does? Like, probably. It's weird. I know because he was he was very good two years ago. Yeah. Um. Then, but uh, it yeah his his numbers did did take quite the hit. Yeah. Um. Now, speaking of, so we mentioned Hector Gomez and his report. So his Hector Gomez's report um, about was that the Dodgers were heavy in on Shohei Otani and trying to trade for Mike Trout to uh, to reunite the two in Los Angeles proper. Um, we I've designed a little segment here called "Do We Believe?" <laughs> so we're gonna go through some different things about this uh, this off season, and we're gonna tell you whether or not we're believing that this is an actual thing. Yeah, this is fun. This is exciting. I'm so stoked for this. So we'll start it off. Do start we, with that. Do we believe the Angels would trade Mike Trout <laughs> to the Dodgers? No, absolutely not. No fucking way. Are not you serious? That for a second, dude. <laughs> Artie Moreno told basically everybody that he would sooner kill himself in front of everyone on the planet <laughs> than send Shohei Otani to the Dodgers for literally their entire farm system, yeah. which at the time, the Dodgers would have done. Mm-hmm. The The Dodgers would have sent Angel, the Angels, literally everybody in their farm system. They probably told them, you can pick six guys. I don't care who they are, but you can have them all for Shohei Otani. And Artie Moreno was like, we're not doing that. That's never happening. We will never, We will never do that for you. And now you're going to tell me that uh, the Dodgers are not only going to sign Shohei Otani, but also do the same thing for Mike Trout, who uh, I think there are now fair questions about Mike Trout's health to consider and the contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to send you prospects, but you have to pay some of his deal. And also, like, um, we're going to have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on our roster. (laughs) to play baseball in the same city. Well, not the same city, but yeah, like it's just such a stupid concept. Like I 
And like Hector was smart too because he did the thing where it's like everybody knows that Shohei Otani is like the Dodgers really want Shohei Otani. So yeah, put that out there as the lead. So then when you spew some stupid shit afterwards, it seems more legitimate. Like amazing. I, it's incredible because of the exact reason you said it's they obviously, which again, do I think the Dodgers should try to trade for Mike Trout? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they of should. yeah, of course. Um, I, I think the angels also should be trying to trade Mike Trout I, to a okay. team that they could get a lot of prospects. from. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing too, that is the takeaway here is I think Mike Trout is actually quietly available. Mm. Um, cause if the angels are losing Shohei Otani, which is like they're going to, because why would he stay there? Yeah. Uh, as we've said like many times in the past, like if he was going to stay in Anaheim, he would have resigned already. Right. Um, so yeah, they should try to trade Mike Trout cause he's been hurt, uh, and they're not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, like, they're not, <laughs> they're losing Otani for nothing <laughs> and they're not going to do anything even if Mike Trout comes back healthy. So like, yeah, you should try to trade him, but Moreno's not a smart owner. Right. And Perry Manassian has has said in the last day or two that they are not trying to trade Mike Trout. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're keeping him. Have to remember too that uh, D. Gordon was the Dodgers' second baseman <laughs> until he wasn't. Um. So yeah, no, I uh, I'm not buying this because again, like you were, <laughs> the the Angels were so incredibly unwilling to do the smart thing and give Shohei Otani to the Dodgers for a, not a even, package I, of prospects not, that would have reset their yeah, franchise. Not trying to be a homer either like they should have traded him to anybody right yes they should have traded him like it's in retrospect like even you don't even need to say in retrospect you don't have to say hindsight's 2020 they should have traded him yeah everybody knew that yeah and said they like went out and gave up tangible prospects to like try and who was it they traded for for lucas julio yeah that's right for cj crone that's right for randall gritchick um uh Ronaldo Lopez and then they cut them all in the season in the middle of the season like yep. a week after trading them they they put them all on waivers <laughs> yeah it's, yeah yeah they they won like five out of six against the Yankees and Tigers and said mm-hmm. you know what That's we gotta it. go all in yeah we're, is, we got a chance time and uh hey they tried yeah <laughs> they, they they tried so uh Angel fans be mad at the Tigers for being so bad <laughs> 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 they just uh, uh, well hey Eduardo Rodriguez is available too so don't forget yeah um so yeah no not not buying that no. um I but as you're saying though I wouldn't be surprised if Trout actually does get moved um it would I, be smart I just for them. if Trout gets moved he's going to the Phillies yeah that's that's yeah Phillies or Cubs? I think the Cubs could make a, yeah. a move for uh, Trout or Soto. Um, well, speaking of Chicago, do we believe the Dodgers are in the hottest pursuit of Dylan Cease? Because everything that I've seen, uh, no other team is being directly mentioned uh, if for Dylan Cease other than the Dodgers. Uh, I Yeah, because it comes from the best Dodgers insider, uh, Bob Nightingale. So, I mean, yeah. that's not even a question. <laughs> Um, it, it could be one of those things like you were talking about where it's like the Dodgers are mentioned because everybody, like the White Sox want everybody to bid for the guy, but no, the Dodgers need starting pitching. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, like he's a controllable young starter. Um, I totally believe that. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. It is funny that Bob Nightingale buried that in a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had, but also like that story, story was about Aaron Nola and this Phillies like yeah. gaining steam on signing a deal. And then yeah, five, yeah. five minutes later it happens. So, I mean. Bob Nightingale is so funny because he sends out some stupid tweets every once in a while that don't age well, but he's also like been right about Dodger stuff all the time. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I'm not shocked at all if that is the case. 
I, I went poking around in, in the White Sox blogosphere and uh, seeing what they're saying. And I there's a lot of insiders who are saying that, yeah, Dylan Cease is very, very likely to be traded. Yeah. The um, White Sox said everybody's available, yes. apparently. So And that's what they're uh, – they, it looks like they're probably looking to include him in a package with, like, Eloy Jimenez or Yohan Mankata. Um Jimenez is interesting. I, I think that the Dodgers could absolutely benefit from a right-handed bat – in the outfield, unfortunately, like Jimenez really transitioned to heavily DH uh, because yeah. his, his defense is not very good. Um, so, look, I don't want to put this out in the in, in the ether, but if the if Otani goes elsewhere uh, and the Dodgers need a DH, I mean, we have talked about just bringing back JD Martinez. That's, That's a very simple. Solution. Which I think that is uh, probably um, the plan, unless yeah. the Giants sign JD before uh, Otani makes his decision, right? Which so, is possible. Uh, an alternative is just to take on Eloy Jimenez as well and have him as a yeah, DH. Which I mean, not potential. Not to derail our segment here, but if mm. the Dodgers don't sign Otani, they had better get really, 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 really creative with how they uh, overhaul their roster because mm. that is a that is the biggest L of all time if they don't uh, take care of that issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that is a that is a conversation. Hopefully, not for another day. Uh, the fans, <laughs> hopefully we'll never have that yeah, conversation. No, I, but if, if I don't we think have we're going to have to, but uh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll worry about that uh, another time. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I I like Cease a lot. He's another guy who's coming off of a down season. However, he is younger. He's he's under contract for another two years. Um, he was second in the American League Cy Young uh, two years ago. I really took a step back last season. But again, this is a young, controllable arm. The talent is absolutely there. Yeah, uh, I would I would feel great about sticking him into the rotation um, as a as a very strong upper end of a rotation piece. And the the names that I'm seeing thrown around is like a Nick Frasso, Andy Pajes type of return. Yeah, that, that's fine. I would do it. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. leaves a that leaves Michael Bush there to go get another starter. Yep. So yeah, no problem. Well, maybe maybe Bush is in this sort of deal. Do we believe? The Dodgers could get Randy Arozarena or Willie Adamas in a deal that includes Tyler Glass now. Arozarena, no. Adamas, yes. Mm. And I think the same thing is true with like the Brewers and possibly getting Corbin Burns. Like, I don't think they're gonna get two guys from the Brewers. Like, I think if they get anybody, that's gonna be Corbin Burns, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, think Arozarena. I don't know why Arozarena's name keeps getting thrown up like as available or as included in that deal like it seems like wish casting yeah like i don't know why the rays would do that but yeah if if you can if you can do a deal of an, an adama's even even on his own outside of a deal for glass now uh with the with the brewers then like i think that's fine yeah. uh because i think that they're in kind of a spot where adding a, a right-handed hitting shortstop uh, would help. I didn't include Burns in this question specifically because, uh, like Ken Rosenthal was saying today, that you take the names of Tyler Glass now, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, Dylan Cease. Who's the order those in terms of like how are they most likely to be uh, yeah to moved. be moved? And he said that for a while it was Burns, but Burns is actually now fourth on that list. Uh, which I find to be interesting because yeah. it does seem like the Brewers are very open for business, and that's why I'm saying like Adama is as a as a as a piece in addition to a starting pitcher that they possibly get elsewhere. Um, 
but uh, he said that the most likely in that situation is Tyler Glass now. Yeah, uh, and that it's, uh, everybody seems to think that that's likely. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he had, I think he said like Bieber second, Cease third, and it could be flipped. Um, so I, I would, I would assume that all four of those guys get moved this off season. Yeah, uh, Burns would be great, and I would do I, Burns and Do- and Adamas or. Glass now or Rosarena, which which would you take? <sighs> Glass now or Rosarena because you get Randy or Rosarena. Yeah, you get you kill you kill you kill two needs there. You get an actual like ace starter, and you get an outfielder which they need, and you get a like a Rosarena who's proven to be a postseason dog. So. Yeah, no, he would be great. And, and I be I bet also like you can't really go wrong. I just think of the four guys mentioned, I think a Rosarena is the best player there. And I'm not totally giving up on Gavin Lux. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I I think that. But I mean, the most important part is getting a starting pitcher. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I think just because it's a Rosarena, you would be getting back. There we go. Did I do a good enough job of of just burying the fact that I fucked up the question at the start? Where I just said, <laughs> I meant to, I meant to say, <laughs> I meant to put it as as that. Do we believe that you can get Randy Rosarena a Tyler Glass now deal or uh, Willie Adamas in a Corbin Burns deal? And I made it sound like Willie Adamas was on the race. Yeah, no, I I got. She was at one Yeah, point. I got what you're throwing down. You're good. <laughs> um, we got there. Yeah, we got there. No, that's I get. I I feel what you're putting down. We're on the same wavelength. Um. Now, do you think uh, you think Austin Barnes is bringing no. back these pieces? No. Uh, do, do, we, do, we, do we believe no. Austin Barnes will be the backup catcher to start the season? No, and here's why. No. We, we're going to go – we're going to Tarantino this podcast real quick. Mm. Austin Barnes is not going to be the backup catcher because Clayton Kershaw is not going to be pitching until June or July. Yeah. So there is zero reason to have him on the roster. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And I, I saw a story. I, I don't know who, who it was that said it, but – Apparently, like during spring training, like Kershaw requested that um, that other catcher that has been in AAA for no good reason. Uh, his name begins with an F. Fiducia, I think. Yeah, Hunter Fiducia. I think Kershaw requested that he catch him in spring training or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the uh, I think the time is over. I think you're gonna finally see like a Will Smith uh, Hunter Fiducia battery. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. Um, and, and just for good measure, you know, Diego Cartaya is now on the 40 man. Um, yeah. and, uh, so that at the moment there's four catchers on the 40 man. Um, and, uh, Cartaya notably like slid a little bit yeah. in prospect rankings. He was ninth in the baseball America top 10 for the Dodgers, um, which is lower than where he was. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, he did, he did struggle adapting to to the next level of of pitching um but i wouldn't you know i'm not gonna like write him off yeah Yeah. he's still 22 years old yeah like like, uh in double a last season he got up to double a he had 189 he had a line of 189 278 379 so not good um and that's across 93 games everyone's got to adjust man but yeah you got to look get him up to triple a okay let him hit bombs in oklahoma city make let him feel good about himself and then, and then it'll be fine. Yeah. And then we can, we can, we can move on. Um, yeah. Dalton rushing passed up Cartaya, and in terms of Baseball America's top Dodger prospect at catcher, uh, rushing I think is like four or five total. Um, and so look, 
hey, that's that's a great thing. The, the Dodgers have done incredibly well developing a very strong pipeline at catcher. Where yeah. we're at a point where we've got multiple guys who can who can be franchise cornerstones at the position, where you might have to you know move Will Smith to a different uh, position, not to a different team, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different position, um, uh, which is a, a great problem to have. To have a catcher that hits so well, where you're like, yeah, maybe we can put him at third instead. Like that's, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, okay. Do we believe that Shohei Otani? will sign before I return to the country. I am going to the Philippines and I will be gone until like December 10th. So do we think that while I am sleeping <laughs> that that news will break that Shohei Otani signs with the Dodgers? I'm not going to find out for another 5 6 hours after after everyone Everybody else. Does. Yeah, no, I will wake you up, don't worry. Yeah. I will be t- I will text you and you have your notifications silenced when you go to sleep, so I will be sending them through. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, I do actually. I, I, again, I don't think it's going to be a long drawn out thing. I think winter meetings are going to happen. And I think within a couple of days he's going to sign. So it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. I, uh, (laughs) that'd be nice. It does feel like a free agency that will go quickly because like, there's no negotiations. There's just, there's not like, you're not hammering the details out with Shohei Otani. You're going to pretty much hand him a blank check. Yeah. And I think as long as that that three digit number starts with a five, you're gonna be in good shape. It definitely seems like he knows who he wants to play for and yeah. what exactly he wants. And well, the Dodgers should just give them that. Yeah. And everything will be good. Um Okay, last one. Last one. Do we believe that Adrian Gonzalez makes it more than one year on the Hall of Fame ballot? <sighs> probably not, unfortunately. Yeah, probably not. But uh, I do think that Adrian Gonzalez should have been higher than third in the Padres managerial search. <laughs> like, what, what? What is the redeeming quality of Mike Schilt? Um, you know, he's he's done it before. I guess. <laughs> I guess, man. Fernando Tatis is gonna like put Mike Schilt into a trash yeah, can well, uh, at some point during his first week. Yeah. There, speaking of quietly available, manager. Speaking speaking of quietly available, I'm pretty sure that Fernando Tatis Jr. could also be traded for if the if you really wanted him. Yeah. I I feel like the Padres would not uh, immediately shut you down. Right. Yeah. For just debt relief. <laughs> like, like just, you know, just. there's no need look there's no need for us to pile on the san diego padres no. enough has happened to them in the no. last few weeks no they've they've had a rough and also like strictly from a baseball sample hey listen good on peter seidler for, he, yeah he he tried his damnedest to to uh to bring big tickets att- attractions to the San Diego Padres, a city that had nothing else professional sports wise, yeah. and truly like made that city very excited about baseball again. And that is, I I mean that sincerely. Like that's he did a very good job. No, of he's that. he is a the perfect example for like all these other teams that cry about how poor they are because of the market size they're in. Like it's bullshit. It's always been bullshit, and yeah, it's uh, he just kind of laid it bare. Now. Unfortunately, he was asking AJ Preller to be the one in charge of of, <laughs> of figuring out where the money went. Oh. So you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. Um. Uh. But like, it's also very clear. Like the man, you know, the man knew he he didn't have a lot of time left, and said, "Let's try and do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw money out there. It does not 
does not matter if I'm going above the means. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to leave the city of San Diego with something that they're gonna be happy with, and they have been. They, you know, they, unfortunately, like for them, they they uh, they 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 fell apart a bit last season. <laughs> but uh, but Peter Seidler tried his damnedest. Yeah, and good for and, him. And he re- reinvigorated Padres baseball to the because they were you know really a franchise that was like teetering on oblivion. Yeah, and so he he did a he did a great job of of uh, reinvigorating that city. Um, meanwhile, you know the Oakland A's are like, eh, sorry, and <laughs> John Fisher's like, I I tried, I wanted to stay here, and everyone's oh, like, no, bye, we have to go to Vegas that. now, bye. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a shame. That's a yeah. that's a shame for Oakland. Um, but I'm one. That's that's gonna be pretty damn sick going to a baseball game on the strip like that. That's gonna yeah, be no, that'll so be fine. I'm, but I'm, it's it's dis it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we we made it through this whole podcast without mentioning the name Yoshinobu Yamamoto one time. So, um, that's nice. <laughs> I love the week of like breaking he could be posted as soon as next monday like okay thanks dude (laughs) i know i love that like people were like all right this is a big deal he's about to be posted he's gonna be posted he's been posted and and i'm like that doesn't that it makes no difference to anyone because it's not like he's gonna sign the second he gets posted per uh (laughs) per mlb network the uh the dodgers believe they can sign both shohei otani and yoshinobu yamamoto this offseason they should that's per uh john Heyman. There we go. Thank you, John. Um, I mean, they. I, I'm saying this completely seriously. Like they, they, uh, they wrap up the entire country of Japan for the next decade, and and you are creating an entire generation of Dodger fans on the other side of the world. It's, um, it's yeah. I also, again, I don't think it's very much a coincidence that the Dodgers just hired somebody to manage that whole aspect of the like merchandising as well. <laughs> like. Yeah, I think they very clearly have plans with that market. So, um, yeah, they, they absolutely should sign both, and I think they will. Yeah. And, or and- I, I mean, I'm much more confident in terms of shining, signing Otani because it just seems to be trending that way. Like, again, baseball insiders and, and sports insiders in general don't just make things up. No. You would not have, like, the unified voice of all the major baseball insiders being like, I'm pretty sure it's the Dodgers, like, if they didn't have a reason to do that. But there's also just so much more competition for Yamamoto. Yeah. In the same way that everybody's in on Otani, they should all be on, in on Yamamoto, too. So Yeah. I think he ends up with the Mets, to be honest with you. I mean, that would... It, if the Mets actually do spend, it would make a, a ton of sense. Um, yeah, that's... that's. I, I mean, I could I could see... I think the Giants are going to sign somebody big. Yeah, Matt Chapman. <laughs> Matt Chapman. They're going to take him away from me. Um, they, uh, I, I think the Cubs will sign somebody big. Um, and Yamamoto yeah, Cody Bellinger. There. Yeah, they'll just bring Bellinger back. Um, they should. They really should. I yeah. Mean. yeah. Um, the Cardinals just got Lance Lynn and Kyle yep, Gibson. That's so a big signing set. for sure. <laughs> they're, they're all they, they're good. Lance Lynn is a massive <laughs> signing. That's our that is right. Um, it'd be really funny if then they like end up like paying Jack Flaherty. <laughs> they just bring him back. Oh man! After Cardinals fans shit on him for the last couple of years. Um, 
No, I mean, it would be phenomenal. They bring in both Yamamoto and Otani. The Dodgers have been at the forefront of, of Asian markets for decades. Ever, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they did with the Deo Nomo. You know, at Chanho Park was a huge deal. And, and then Ryu was, was, a, was a great deal. Like, it's... They're obviously they've they've signed other you know Japanese players like Takashi Saito and 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 Hiroki Kuroda and Norihiro Nakamura. We're not forgetting Norihiro Nakamura. That was a sh- they tried they tried and he he hit bombs, but you know he was in his late thirties. Um, uh, but like they were at the you know Chano Park was like the first Korean pitcher, you know, and, and obviously Nomo was the first out of Japan. So they they like being at the forefront of these international signings. Yeah. So, um, this would be this would be incredible because that is that is a a world shifting. Uh, uh, level of move, and and the Dodgers already have international fans. Like they're they're a huge yeah, they're, brand. They're as it one is. of the biggest sports teams in the world, I'm sure. So yeah, no, I just it's one of those things. I wish I could just teleport to the season, yeah, really badly, just to see what happened. Because <laughs> it's oh, it sucks to be really confident in something, but there's still like the the chance that yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. And like missing on Otani is going to feel like just a shot in the gut. Yeah. Especially if it's somehow like if he goes with the Giants or something like that. Oh man. Although I did see that like a lot of people don't think he'd want to play there because it's just so hard for lefties to uh, perform in San Francisco. Uh huh. So that uh, please that's that's true, Otani. A <laughs> uh, lot of wind. Yeah, so, you can't. It, it's sorry. It's something. It I don't know if it's lefties or righties. I never. I don't know. It but can't, it's not going to help you. Yeah. No. Um, the ravine is the only place that you can. Speaking play of well. lefties going elsewhere, just to mention the Padres, like I, I the Yankees one hundred percent need to trade for Juan Soto, and I'm, I'm amazed that. They yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't buy that whole like they're going to keep Juan Soto. Like, I, I just, I don't think they're going to be good. Like mm-hmm. I could see the Padres keeping Soto till the deadline. Yeah. But like I just don't think they're going to be good cuz I'm pretty sure like their pitching already wasn't great last year mm-hmm. and you're going to lose Blake Snell. Like you can't you're not going to bring him back. No. You just took out a payday loan to meet payroll. Like I'm sorry, but you're not bringing Blake Snell back. No. Um so like you're going to lose Seth Lugo. You're like Darvish is washed. So like I forgot you Darvish. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing and he's just he's not good. Yeah. So like yeah, I just I don't think they're going to be good and the Diamondbacks are not like the Diamondbacks aren't just a flash in the pan. No. Like they're no. a good young team that yeah. just way overperformed in one year. Like the Dodgers are already obviously going to be there. I mean, we all thought the Dodgers were going to win like 90 games max and they won 100 and won the division again. Yep. Like the Giants could have a random season where they, you know, have the wishbone stuck up their ass like Yeah, the Padres are just I don't think the Padres are going to be any good. So, like, yeah, you might as well trade Soto because you have to start doing something to rebuild your farm. Yeah. Your window has been open for about two years already. Mm. Like, and I, yeah, Mike Schilt doesn't really move the needle at all. Like, not no. that managers ever really should, but, no. like, yeah, it's just, you You got another year on Tatis and Machado and all those guys. Like, Xander Bogarts is a disaster. That was a disaster the moment they signed him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just, yeah, you got to move Soto. You got to trade him. It was pretty wild where, like, in, in Bob Melvin's press conference, 
uh, when he was introduced with the Giants, he basically was like, yeah, I kind of got out of there before the narrative started to form. And then people are like, what do you mean by that? He's like, yeah, they, uh, just, you know, I, I saw it coming. So basically he's saying like, yeah, he, he jumped ship before he was seen as the full on scapegoat. Yeah. For, <laughs> for that season. Like, yeah. yeah. And he got a good deal with the, with the Giants. Like, hey, it totally made sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, all right. I'm going to leave the country. Uh, <laughs> 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 I am fully confident that that a majority of the moves that are going to happen are going to happen while I'm in yeah, the Yeah, oh, 100, yeah. There, I will be shocked if Otani does not sign while you're out of out of the country. Yeah. Which is very funny. I'm screwed. <laughs> this is, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be, but it's good news for everyone else. So that yeah. way we can get everything out in the, uh, those two weeks there. And, I'm just ready to know. be woken up, my friend. <sighs> no right. sleep. Oh, it's all right. I'll, uh, I'll sleep in. I'll be fine. <laughs> I will have no other. Uh... Yeah, it's not like you have anything else to do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, no commitments, so that's it's gonna be very nice. Uh all right. Well, um, until next time. Hopefully, I'll I'll return to America at some point, and then we'll uh throw more uh, thoughts to podcast. <laughs> um, this is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. Um. Please, please show hey. You, you I'm not you look, do. I'm not even gonna beg. I just I feel good about I'll it. Beg. Oh yeah, I mean that's fine. You can. I'm not going to. <laughs> I have no shame. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's not about having shame or whatever. I just don't think we need to. I think he sees where uh I think he knows you know Shohei. You know in your heart of hearts. You know what to do.